Hello and welcome to Dealing with Stupidity. Dr. Kevin here. I don't know why I call myself a doctor. I've been out of it for a couple of months. I had to take a little break. Had things to do. Life's gotten very busy. So how how is everybody? Seriously, I hope you guys are doing well. Recently, I found a stat. A little bit unsettling. And this ties into why I've been busy lately at work. The official number of unemployed Americans. When was this? This was a February article. I'm a little late. It was 10.1 million. According to the Labor Department. That, state, uh, that stat comes from the monthly job report that the Labor Department puts out. First Friday of each month. Which shows the unofficial unemployment rate is blah blah blah. But again, this was from February. I don't know why I couldn't find sooner. Now, there are several reasons for so many unemployed Americans these days. We know that companies are downsizing because, you know, this, that, and the other. Coronavirus has hurt a lot of businesses. Jobs are moving outside of the U.S., and you can go on and on and on. And there's millions of stories out there that I have heard personally from friends and family, not a million. And there's articles out there I've read on the internet from jobs, job seekers and, and from personal experience about how much of a cold and time-consuming task it is just to find a job. Now, you would think that many of these people have more than enough experience and credentials to land a job, but there are so many out there that have remained unemployed for months and for st- In some cases, some people have been unemployed for over a year or longer. For over a year or longer. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. There are good, hardworking people out there that are looking for jobs. And there are jobs to be had. It's just a bullshit. Time suck of a, it's a job looking for a job. More or less. You're just not getting paid for it. It's a pain in the ass. But there is a flip side. Recently, we have been trying to man up our location at this new job I I have recently acquired. We are not near fully staffed, and we're currently hiring for positions, filling positions. We've already had to fire one guy. One guy quit. Because, you know, I guess working is just out of their fucking realm of reality. But part of the reason I feel there are so many unemployed after dealing with this and being a part of it, I've never had to deal with this before in my life. There's so many people out there that are unemployed Because they're unemployable. Because they're... What's a nice way to put it? Some people are just fucking morons. The world does need ditch diggers. Can you dig a hole? Can you do it in a straight line? You know what I mean? There's not a whole lot you can fuck up doing that. I'm I'm sure there's somebody out there that can. 
But yeah, they don't ever touch on that. That the reason there is a percentage of these people that are unemployed, they are unemployed, is because they're idiots. Not everyone out there deserves to be employed. That sounds shitty, but it's something I'm going with. It's something I've come I've come to the conclusion that a large portion of the unemployment pool is due to some people are just morons. You can't hire a moron. There's so many things that could go wrong if you hire a moron. You can't just have a warm body. Or maybe it's something we're doing on our end. <laughs> we're not clear enough in the job description. I don't know. For instance, this one guy who made it to the face-to-face interview comes in with the wrong attitude from the get-go. Now, the position is for a mechanic. And re- we really need... Just two more. The description on the job posting clearly says what the position position entails and the pay range, which depends on experience, but it's between this and this. This guy had more than enough experience. And when it comes to the end of the interview where the branch manager or the hiring manager asks, does he have any questions? The guy says, So how long will I be in this position? To which the answer was, well, you know, that basically depends on you and what's available when you've proven that you can take on more responsibility and so on and so forth and all this jazz. What, what, you know, I don't know, political or, you know, not just saying, well, you're stuck here forever. I mean, it really does. It depends on what's available when it comes time for you to move on or whatever, you know, however it works. It makes the hiring manager ask, why do you ask? And the guy says something like, well, I don't want to be turning wrenches the rest of my life. How soon can I move up from this? You know, that's not what you want to hear. You know, of course, everybody wants to better themselves. Everybody wants, nobody wants to go in a new job. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Nobody does that. Well, I'm sure there's somebody. But you don't ask that your interview to get hired on. That tells us. You've already got a bad attitude and you're probably already just, you're just using this until you can find something better unless you come in and we promote you right away. It just bad signals. People don't, don't go in and they're asking that. And you know, well, even if he did ask it, it was his tone. It was like, what can you do for me other than this right now? You know, it was like, it was this whole tone and attitude just screwed it up. So pretty much at that point, the interview was over, but he then asks, well, what does the position pay? Now, remember, I just said that the job description on indeed has the pay range and it, it depends on experience and, and, but it's between this and this, right? And with his experience on his resume, He would be at the top part of that range, which is more than fair pay for someone with his experience in this industry, in our area. It's above average, actually. So 
pretty much the hiring manager rereads the job description that's on the online posting. And at the end, he says, is that within your range? Well, I can't do less than 80,000. I'm, uh, oh my God. Okay. I don't know if this was his horrible way of negotiation or if he can't read or, or, or he thought he was something he wasn't. I don't know, but he pretty much fucked himself. Now that's not what this position is paying. We can't do that. Not with that tone, but that's that's what he got in response. We don't do that. Here's what it pays. And it depends on you didn't even shouldn't even have to tell you that. This is where it's gonna top out. Okay? It's where it's gonna top out for a new hire. And basically, if that's not what in your range you want more than that? Don't waste our fucking time. Please. Everybody wants more. You always want more. But you ask for more once you get the job. You don't go into an interview that clearly says this is where it's going to top out for you as a new hire and go in with some ridiculous amount you think you deserve to get paid before you're even hired. And come on, what? What you're doing, what you're going to be working on, dude, is not Lamborghinis. This isn't an F1 team, and it's not the space shuttle. 80K? Come on, dude. Get get out of here. Just get out. It's not like, oh, my God, we are so happy we found you. I know we were going to pay this position this, but since you came in, you've blown our mind with your resume. That I, I can't believe it. Yeah, well, we'll be glad to pay you $80,000 a year. Get the fuck out of here. You're done. You're done. You know, attitude is a huge game changer. I've never been on this side of the interviewing process. Attitude's a huge game changer. You can't, you come in saying, I can't do this or that. I have to have this or that. When it clearly says this is it, you pretty much screwed yourself. Oh, my God. Then we got another guy who was basically playing the game with uh, the uh, company he <laughs> already works for. You know, I guess you get that every now and then. Dude makes it through the interview. We like him. He's great. Time to do that. He goes, take, he even takes the piss test, passes it. Goes time for him to come in, do the paperwork, you know, sign on and everything doesn't show. Hiring manager calls him up and goes, oh, I forgot to tell you. The place where I'm working right now, they offer me more money, so I decided to stay. Mm, which, you know, hey, man, if you can pull it off, that's great. But, you know, you wasted our fucking time. We find out further because someone where this guy works currently knows someone that works for us. And apparently this guy does it. So every so often to get his company, to give him a pay bump. And 
Here's the way I look at it. If you have to pull that shit to get a pay bump, maybe you shouldn't be working for them. Or maybe you're doing something wrong where they're ever overlooking giving you extra money. He uses that. Hey, this company wants to hire me, but I don't want to leave. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. You know, I get it. You want to get more money. Everybody wants to get paid more. But let us know. Let us know. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity, but I decided to stay with the company. The blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Fuck you. Get out. It's an, It's just annoying and rude. I get it. I've been down that road before where it's annoying and rude when you don't hear back from a, a, a where you think you did a great interview. But shit, dude, we were ready to fucking hire you on. Maybe I shouldn't be complaining about that. It's just, but you know, this is what you deal with when these people are saying, oh, I can't find a job. Well, this, this bastard probably ruined it for some guy that week or, or that month who were in the stack. Well, we found the guy, no reason to look further or however the fuck it works. I don't know. I didn't get to pick. Here's another one. Um, I told you it's for a mechanic position or a technician because mechanic sounds so rubbish. Another guy wanted to know if we supplied tools. A mechanic with this many years of experience doesn't have any fucking tools. Not even some basic shit for around the house. You're full of crap. You just want somebody to buy you some new shit. Fuck off. No, we don't supply tools. You're a mechanic with this many years experience. You should have your own tools. God damn. Another one made it far. What kind of equipment will I be working on? Really? You have a Google machine in your fucking hand. You had to have looked at the job description. On top of that, would you not? All right, if I'm about, I've got an interview with a company. Okay, so maybe you just you just, you just do what I called when I was looking for a job. Um, <laughs> I called it carpet bombing. I just threw my resume out there, like, <laughs> like mad. Anything that would take my resume, and whenever I got a reply back. Or we would like to talk to you, a phone interview or a face-to-face interview. Well, shit, the first thing I'm doing is I'm going to do some reconnaissance. I'm going to Google that company. I'm going to see what the hell they do. I have a basic idea of what their business actually is and go from there. Yeah, when I was unemployed, I wasn't picky. Or when I was hating my job, I wasn't picky. I just had to get the hell out of where I was. Anyway. He didn't do the slightest bit of research. Not only is it posted in the job description, but all he had to do was go to the company website and see what we deal with. Or Google one of the locations, or Google map it, and look at what's on the lot. That's what you're going to be working on, fool. To me, that shows you're an idiot. You have no idea what you're doing. And you're just wasting time. You're the kind of guy that gets other people killed by accident. Go away. But that's the kind of shit we, we've been dealing with, trying to find 
just to, it's amazing. That's why people are unemployed because you're stupid. Some people, and it's these people that are ruining it for people who actually want a fucking job. I don't know. That's what I've been dealing with. That's, that's annoying. People, when you do get a face-to-face, when you do get any kind of interview, know what you're doing. Know what you're interviewing for. Just the basic Google search. Just the basic little research. That might be all it takes to get you a fucking job. Anyway, and then, you know, another thing that drives me nuts, this isn't really along with the unemployed thing. If somebody asks you a question, you know, I've been, everybody's been guilty of it, but if somebody asks you a question, don't, and you, huh? In an interview or anywhere, really, I've, I've, I guess I've noticed that more and more lately. People say, huh? It's just been getting on my nerves lately. It drives me up the damn wall. Not just aimed at me, but when I hear it as a response directed at anyone else. Like in a, in a convenience store. I heard it the other day. A lady behind the counter is asking this customer if he'd like a bag for the crap he just bought. And the drooling mouth breather moron can only just grind on, huh? Huh? Maybe it stems from back when my brother and sister, when we were little. That you, you, huh, was not part of the vocabulary, especially with my dad. It would drive him up the friggin' wall. It would send him into berserk mode. Maybe, maybe that's where I get it from. It was sir or no sir, yes sir, no sir, excuse me, ma'am, yes ma'am. Even, I'm sorry, what did you say? Or I didn't hear you. Something. When I hear somebody go, huh? Uh-huh. Mouth breather. Especially when I hear a kid say it to their parents out in public. Still made me, makes me wince like there's there's a slap coming or, or something, right? A concussion? Blah, 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 blah. Huh? Nothing. 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 No. Hey, what? Who are you talking to with that? What did you just say? Where's the smack in the back of the head? Where's the fucking respect? Huh? To some people, it's probably just a tick, though. That's just their automatic response because nobody's ever corrected them on it. But I think from now now on, from here on out, when somebody responds to me with, huh, I, I didn't hear it. I'm just, huh, what'd you say? Huh? Huh? I'm sorry, are you grunting something? What? I'm just going to go about my day like nothing. I never even ask a question and assume that the answer is no. Parents are the root cause of this problem. They are turning the next generation of assholes into hillbillies. And they don't seem to care that they are raising a little pile of shit they can't respond to a simple question. Seriously, take note next time you're out in public. Just grown women and men, obviously fine with sounding 
like utter morons and just grunting out, huh? Yeah, I work with a guy that he, that's, that's his answer all the time. Whether he hears me or not, it's just his response, huh? Okay, I'll get that. So how about the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations? Have you guys uh, paid any attention to this crap? Now, personally, I'm already in the mindset that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a complete crock of sweaty dog shit. And pretty much felt that way since Madonna made it in in 2008, when she was 49 years old. Still cranking out the hits. She's not rock and roll. She's really didn't do anything particularly groundbreaking. But, you know, I do like some of her music, but I, I'm not going to lie. Material Girl, it still gets me going. I like a lot of her music, but she doesn't. She's in the hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before fucking Iron Maiden. Yeah, I know. It makes no sense. So if you don't know, here's a list of this year's nominees. And I'll leave the little excerpt from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's website as to their justification of them being, nominate, being nominated. Mary J. Blige. Blige? Blige. Mary J. Blige. The queen of hip-hop soul, Mary J. Blige, flipped the R&B world on its head with her groundbreaking 1992 debut album, What's the 411? Since then, her anthems and resilience of empowerment, resilience and empowerment, have inspired a legion of loyal fans while influencing virtually every R&B artist of the last 20 years, including <laughs> Alea, Beyonce, Mariah Carey, and SZA, whoever the f- fuck that is. Now, I've heard her name a million times. I can picture her face. I can probably make her out of a make her out in a crowd of maybe six um, heavy metal bands. But I cannot, for the life of me, name one damn song ever she has had out. I can't. I I can't. Even if you played me a song, her most popular song, see, there's Mary J. Black. No, never heard it. And they point, they point out, they make it a point, influencing virtually every R&B artist. All right, R&B artist. How about the R&B Hall of Fame? Whatever. So I did like any self-respecting hater would do. I, I, YouTube or whatever, a couple of her songs. I didn't recognize a damn one of them. Most popular songs by Mary J. Blight. Didn't recognize a one of them. Same shit, just different tits every couple of years. That's all R&B singers are to me. I don't, I don't get it. It's not rock. It's not roll. It's, it has its place. Not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Kate Bush, her radical experimentation with lush soundscapes, literary literary themes, sampling, and theatrical and theatricality 
have inspired everyone from Johnny Rotten to Bjork to Big Boy. I have no idea who she is, and after Googling her, I can honestly say that her music is most definitely not rock and roll. It's some kind of artsy-fartsy bullshit that it made my head hurt, really. It's not for me. I mean, it may have its place. Inspired everyone from Johnny Rotten to Bjork to Big Boy, who Johnny Rotten's a clod. Singer of the Sex Pistols, if you don't know who that is. Bjork is a fucking weirdo. Her music's weird. And Big Boy, none of them are rock and roll. Maybe, maybe, yeah, Johnny Rotten deserves, okay, Sex Pistols. Yes, Johnny Rotten. No, she doesn't deserve it. Not voting for her. Sorry, it's garbage. Devo, equal parts art project, performance art, rock and roll satire, and punk band. Devo produced a sound that was fresh to the world. Okay, I'll agree with that. I used to love Devo. Still do, but I don't consider them rock and roll. <laughs> Devo's pretty fucking cool. It's not rock and roll, I'm sorry. They were just some nerds, plugged in a few guitars, got some crazy synth sounds and catchy tunes. Well, if they get in, okay. I'm on the fence. I could care one way or the other with them, but that, maybe. Foo Fighters, they're next. Foo Fighters carry the torch of rock authenticity with infectious hooks, in-your-face guitar riffs, monster drums, and boundless energy. Now, definitely, one day they deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They are probably the only rock and roll band next Iron Maiden on this list. A few years, uh, absolutely. I don't think they're done yet. So I don't think a band should be inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame until let's say you retire or your, your career is winding down where your best shit is behind you. I think the Foo Fighters still have, they got more stuff to come. The shit, they just put out an album not long ago. That's pretty damn good. They're getting better or consistent. I don't think they're ready yet. You know, that's like in, inducting a, a pitcher into the Baseball Hall of Fame while he's still throwing strikeouts, you know? No, uh, not yet. Uh, let's see. The Go-Go's. Hmm. Considered the most successful all-woman rock band of all time, the Go-Go's catchy, well-crafted songs formed a bridge between the brass brash urgency of L.A. punk and the dark melodies of new wave pop. I'd fuck them. Nostalgic-wise, maybe. I don't know if I'd call them rock and roll. They were an actual real band. They played their instruments like uh, unlike others on this list. So that's a plus for them. They've been way over with. <laughs> I mean, it's more poppy kind of rock shit, but you know, but listening back to some of their stuff back in the day, I say they des- maybe deserve it. They at least deserve to be on the ri- list just because they were an actual band. And they did do fairly well for a little while. I don't know. I don't know. Nah. Cool. They got nominated, but no, nah, I don't think they deserve it. I won't be mad if they do get in, but it's not like, you know, 
<laughs> Mary J. Blige getting in there. Why does she fuck off? Next up, Iron Maiden. Their blend of punk, early metal, and progressive rock fused into a blistering assault of guitars, a driving a driving rhythm section, and soaring vocals. Absolutely. Real band played their instruments, wrote their own songs, whether they were good or not. Been around since 1975. Countless well-known songs. Aces High, Run of the Hills, The Troopers, Somewhere in Time, Wasted Years. Wasted Years. Shit's iconic. That was big when it came out. Anyway, you get the idea. That shit is iconic right there. I'm sorry. Flight of Icarus. I mean, you could go on and on and on. Now, a lot of people think Iron Maiden's cheesy. It is a little cheesy compared to the heavy shit out now. But when it came out, that was groundbreaking crap. That was, Iron Maiden was, I mean, before you had Metallica, before you had Megadeth, that you had Iron Maiden. That shit was that shit was raw, dude. That was right up there with um Black Sabbath and that was different then. And whether you like them or not, they still hold up, I think. Some of their stuff. They are more than deserving to be in the they changed the musical style. They changed the style. They were a stepping stone to another thing. So they are more than deserving to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, I could go on. I could do a whole podcast of why they should be in over the next guy, Jay-Z. Uh, Jay-Z has maintained authenticity with hip-hop purists while still achieving incomparable incomparable whatever commercial and business success many have tried but no one has come close to knocking him off his throne all right fuck off already stop kissing his ass as far as i'm concerned the only thing he's done that was worth a shit was fuck beyonce before she was fat now Commercial and business success. What? Jay-Z? Really? What has Jay-Z done? Since we're... I'll be fair. Jay-Z. Oh, no. I don't want to hear any Jay-Z. Fuck off. Yes, he's very successful. He is successful. He's a very smart businessman. He knows how to make shit happen. Not rock and roll, though. Sorry, not. Mm-mm. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. At the time when audiences for rock and soul were splitting into different camps, Khan's. Khan! I shall leave you as you left me, as you left her, marooned for all eternity in the scent 
voice represented the racial and social integration at the heart of rock and roll anyway all right she deserves something but still again not rock and roll Uh, it's like hey hall of fame the requirements are in your damn name Shouldn't that count as something for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Now, she's well-known, great. I don't know. She's one of the ones, if she gets in, I won't be mad at it, really. Carol King, by singing about her desires, experiences, heartaches, and life, King gave women a voice and the confidence to incite change. Hippie, talented, don't give a damn. Nope. All right, here's the one that's fucked fucked me that I kind of have a problem with Fela Kuti I think that's how you pronounce his name whatever Fela Kuti's innovative music revolutionary messages and generational impact continue to represent the indomitable and evolving spirit of rock and roll now I have never heard of this guy until he was inducted or made this list. Never heard of him. Um, and what, I don't give a shit what you say. Now, I'm sure there's millions of people that have. I know there are millions of people that have. But there's a lot of people who never heard of him until he made this list. And now everybody's singing his praises. Okay, talented, yes, whatever. But it's it's kind of disgusting to me, that especially hip-hop artists. Lately, all of a sudden, they're kissing his ass. But let's be honest, you didn't know who the fuck he was. Some of you out there are fucking lying. Let's, let's listen together. This is zombie. I'm sure it had some kind of great message. A global icon celebrated all over the world? Check. Leader of a political revolution? Check. Prolific composer for your own genre of music? Check. Oh, and Beyonce thinks you're amazing? Check. Oh, well, if Beyonce thinks you're amazing, you're on to something. What musician could possibly be this incredible? Michael Jackson. I'd like to invite you to the world of Fela Kuti and his music, Afrobeat. Sir, I think you're full of shit and you never heard of him until recently. Dog shit. All right, here we go. LL Cool J. LL Cool J (laughs) delivers both hardcore raps and sexy love songs with (laughs) swagger still heard in hip-hop today. Okay, LL Cool J, 
The only thing he's ever done cool is right here. That's it. Him is. He can pound sand in his ass with all his other shit for his NCIS horrible acting. The only thing, well, other than going back to Cali and being in uh, any given Sunday. But other than this and any given Sunday, sucks. I don't think so. All right, download the fucking song for yourself. All right, other than that, he ain't done dick worth a fuck as far as I'm concerned. Not a fan, never been a fan. Hello, Cool J. Whatever. He made a good career out of being okay, I guess. Who's up next? New York Dolls. With their seminal gritty recordings and shambolic live performances. What the fuck is shambolic? New York Dolls made some of the most enduring and influential music in rock history. Never been a fan. Not a fan. Actually, I can't stand them, but I get it. Do they deserve it? Maybe. Whatever. I'm not going to lie. Don't care. See, Rage Against the Machine. The name says it all. Rage Against the Machine was a political and musical force that could not be reckoned with. Maybe one day. Not yet. Great band, but not yet. I still think they got another album in them. I I don't know if they're ever going to get back together again. I don't know. Tom Morello, he's a, he's an interesting guitar player. Good band. Singer's a little angry. Um, I think, I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if they're ever going to do another album together. They should. I think they got one or two more good ones in them. Some talent there. Maybe one day, not bet. <laughs> Maybe one day, but not yet. Todd Rundgren. Rundgren. <laughs> Todd Rundgren. Same as New York Dolls. Not a fan, but I can see it, I guess. Whatever. Whatever. Sure. Won't be mad if it gets in. Tina Turner. Tina worked... Here we go. Tina Turner worked hard to reimagine the role of a black woman in rock and roll. One not relegated to the edges. Now, what I don't get, she was inducted already uh, with Ike... Back in 1991, was she not? So you can get in twice? Hang on. Oh, okay, yeah. She is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but not as... Okay. (laughs) She is, but she was inducted with Ike back in 91. I guess if you get the shit beat out of you for a few years, then you can get in twice. Whatever. Well, she did have a career after Ike. Why not? Yeah, she deserves it. She has some pretty big hits after Ike got slapped around a little bit. Why not? She could, she deserves a little something for that. 
City, Dionne Warwick. Dionne Warwick's vocal delivery was defined, the defining sound of the 60s cool with an effortless delivery for a soulful tone. I am over this list already. Thank God she's the last nominee. Great uh, nominee. Great voice. Great career, but come on. Fuck this. Fuck them. Fuck the Hall of Fame. That's stupid. So where do we stand? Hmm. Let's look at the vote. Rockandroll.com results. Where are we at? When does fan voting end? All right. As it stands right now. Uh, let's see. All right. As far as the voting goes, you have until May 7th. I'm sorry. I'm not going to log in to submit because I'm not that real. I don't really give that much of a shit. But as of Saturday night, when I'm doing this, Tina Turner is leading the way. Fila, then the Go-Go's, then Iron Maiden, then the Foo Fighters, then Carol King, Todd Rundgren, Devo, Dionne Warwick, Shaka Khan, Rage Against the Machine, Kate Bush, New York Dolls, Mary J. Blythe, LLLL, Cool J, and Jay-Z running up the back where they should be. With Mary J. Blige. All y'all suck. Should be at the back. Well, Tina Turner is a damn. She's leading the way by 500,000 votes, it looks like. Then Fila and the Go-Go's. Surprisingly, the Go-Go's is ahead of Iron Maiden. Now, something's not right about this. I I looked at this the other day, and I swear I think. Is that just votes today? I swear I thought. The top 10 had more votes than that. You can't tell me that only 37, well, 373,000 voted for the Foo Fighters. Whatever. Who cares? It's all a crock of shit. Okay, so that's where we stand. Tina Turner's leading the way. What else has happened in the two months since we last spoke? So I'm going to wrap this up. Hadn't been a very exciting episode, but I did want you guys to know that I'm still around just Things are slowing down a little bit. Maybe I will be back more frequently, hopefully. I actually got a call from T today to our text. If we were going to do this some more. Yes. It just seems like every fucking weekend in the last couple of months, every damn weekend, which is really the only spare time I have is on the weekends to do this shit. Every weekend, something has come up. It's either doing this, build that, fix this, fix that. I've still got a sink to fix. Disposal is leaking. Refrigerator is leaking again. And something else is broken. Oh, I broke my banister on the stairs. Fuck, something else is broken that I need to fix. I just hadn't gotten around to. Just, I don't have time. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to sit there and be a vegetable, watch TV, and fart all over myself. But. In the last two months, I have actually had a chance to watch a couple of movies. From start to finish, by God. Do you know how rare it is I can actually watch a movie from start to finish? Pretty rare. First one is Shot Caller. Caller, not collar. Shot Caller. Great movie. Not a feel-good movie or a date movie, but it's a good movie. It's a, it's 
I guess it's a guy movie or if, if you know, check it out. It's kind of dark. You know, it's some prison scene shit, you know, a little shanking here and there, a little hiding things in the butt. But, you know, other than that, it's a pretty good movie, actually. Uh, let's see. Watched Rogue One again with my son not long ago. I've seen it probably 20. I think I've seen Rogue One more than any other Star Wars movie, and I'm a Star Wars fan. I've seen this one more than any other one. It is, as far as I'm concerned, the best Star Wars movie of all of them. If you want to fight about it, well, go ahead, butt a mirror or something. If you haven't watched it yet, then I suggest you do. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, it's actually a good movie. If you don't like Star Wars shit, then, eh, I I don't know. You might like it, actually. Damn good action movie. The end is the best. That's all I'm I'm saying about that. The end toward the end is the best. Where it leads into actually the first Star Wars movie made. Whatever. Just watch it. Uh, let's see. What's another one? Another vague movie. Den of Thieves. This one is going away. Or now it's gone as of a couple of hours ago. No, yesterday. <sighs> I don't know what to say about it. It was a really good movie. Check it out. I guess you can't. Well, good luck. Now, here's the one. Here's one I've really got to talk about. I finally got around to watching this. Bohemian Rhapsody. This one, uh, this description is not going to be, it's not going to be very vague because this kind of pissed me off a little bit. Finally got around to seeing it and the movie as a whole, kind of sucked. For me, it focused a little too much on Freddie being an outcast and his homosexuality and an immigrant and blah, 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 and not the band. But, you know, after thinking about it, the movie was more about, it was about Freddie Mercury. And they did, I, just, I don't know, I think they went just a little overboard no, nah, no, actually it wasn't. It wasn't overboard because actually you think about it back in the 80s and 90s. Homosexuality was nowhere near as acceptable or accepted as it is today. And it's still not really. I mean, you know, in the whole AIDS thing, you were looked at as a freak if you had AIDS back then. You don't know who Freddie Mercury is. I'm not spoiling shit. He died of AIDS and he was gay. But they blew. I didn't like that. They blew through some of the performances and how they came up with shit in the studio. I wish they would have focused a little more on that. And how badass of a singer he actually was. How much of a great front man he was. He was an awesome front man. I don't know. I guess I just don't. I don't care if somebody's gay or not, so I don't understand why they... I kind of do, but I kind of don't. don't really understand why they focus so much on it. I don't give a fuck. He, so he was queer. Um, I wanted to see more band shit, you know? What's his name? Rami Malik? Malik? However you pronounce his name. He did a good job with Freddie Mercury, but I'll tell you that the, the one person in the movie that impressed the shit out of me was the guy... Gwillem Lee, I guess is his name. The guy 
who played Brian May. That guy absolutely nailed Brian May. How Brian May looked on stage, how Brian May sounds in interviews, how he talks, his mannerisms. He did his damn homework. The way he tilted his head when he talks to someone or how nice he comes across in interviews. He just, he absolutely nailed Brian May. He even looked like him. That was crazy how good of a job that guy did. Anyway, check it out. Actually, Bohemian Rhapsody was pretty good. Real star of the show. Dude who did Brian May. So thank you for listening, everybody. I'm going to wrap it up. Time to go. And just remember. Chuck, 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 chuck,